Welcome to the Vault Studios Fantasy Football Podcast, your one-stop shop for all fantasy football info. Here are your hosts. Welcome to another episode of the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Lewis Glover, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Corey. How you doing, man? Good, man. It's another week, week two. I'm excited, as always. Can you believe it? We got we got through week one. It was great. We had football back, and it's Thursday night here in Australia. We wake up Thursday night football on Friday. I can't wait, even if it is the Bengals and the Browns. I'm excited. <laughs> more football to look to, to look forward to. More fantasy points to be scored. More games to bet on. I'm excited. How do you see this game going? By the way, man, it's a tough one. I really want to take the Dolph or sorry, the Bengals and. <laughs> Not the Dolphins. I don't want to take them. Um, I want to take the Bengals in the line. Um, Were they plus six? Five and a half. Yeah, it's gone up from five and a half to six. Mm-hmm. Um, last time I checked. Kind of like the Bengals plus six, but I don't really want to trust Burrow. It's kind of a tough spot in four days rest to come mm-hmm. in and uh, do something you know much different than what they had last week. So um, I think you know, this is a really a show me game for the Browns. Like, I think if they lose this game, it's pretty much over. They're going to rebuild time. Yeah, it's a really interesting spot for for both of these teams. You know, I was, actually today I went back and watched the full condensed game of the, the the Ravens Browns. And you know, quickly before we get into everything else, I don't want to dive into a full game analysis. It was the the Browns where they really fell down was on special teams. They were absolutely abhorrent on special teams. So many mistakes, so many unforced errors, which you know gave up field position, gave up points. Uh, so if they can tighten that up, it's going to be hard to do in a short turnaround. But I didn't think they were as bad offensively as sort of Twitter wanted to make out, although Baker did leave a few throws out there, obviously. And Odell wasn't great either. Odell had a pretty poor game. Few few important drops on third down or a drop on third down and then, a, you know, a mistake, uh, illegal touching coming in on third down as well. So really not ideal uh, start for the Browns. Uh, they got absolutely... Uh, Absolutely shit kicked by the Ravens. So uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how these how these teams go, and we can get a good I, idea of of um, you know where where these two teams are at because we know the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender. Neither of the teams are. So let's see without you know a, you know immovable force on the other side of the ball. Um, all right, before we get into the the meat of today's show, just want to remind everyone that we are brought to you by Breaking Oz Memorabilia. And if you're watching live, thank you for joining us. And you can see their logo in the top uh, right-hand corner of the screen there, Bomb Breaking Oz Memorabilia. They are bringing you some of the best signed uh, authentic helmets and merchandise in Australia. So head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Breaking Oz and get involved in the razzes they've got going on over there. All right. Yeah, I would just like to say about Breaking Oz Memorabilia, make sure you guys jump in there. Um, check them out on Facebook. It's a great opportunity to get, you know, awesome helmets, jerseys, and signed memorabilia for, you know, a fraction of the cost. So um, people out there that love the NFL, um, love all sports, want to get some sports memorabilia, it's a great place to get some. Um, like I said, for, you know, a tenth of the cost in some cases. So, um, you know, some breaks are, you know, are easily won. Um, you know, 
easily you easily can get a spot for you know 20 bucks 30 bucks 40 bucks um depending on the merchandise but it's yeah it's really got good opportunity to get some awesome merchandise for for a fraction of the costs yeah absolutely we love the guys over at breaking oz great to have them on board so check them out at breaking oz uh, excuse me facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash breaking oz all right quick Quick rapid fire here, man. News and yep. notes. There's a lot going on. We've had a lot of injuries, as expected. Uh, some yeah. soft tissue stuff. Some people going to IR already. It's been it's been a mess. We expected this as the activity ramped up. They've gone from doing very little to full game speed. All right, the the, the first one, the big one, uh, I guess, is Chris Godwin is in the concussion protocol. He may or may not play. That's something you all need to keep an eye on. But really, my quick take from this is great for Mike Evans and and Scotty Miller is very much in play this week as well. What do you think? Oh, I've always been on the Evans train anyway. Um, mm -hmm. I think you can even sneakily send some offers up for Evans right now because I think the people that did grab him that weren't in love with him, just grabbed them begrudgingly. Um, so it might be a time to buy him if you can. But yeah, I like Evans this week. I think, you know, Bruce Arians came out and said he feels sad or disappointed mm -hmm. when Mike Evans doesn't get 10 targets in a game. So um, like Mike Evans is going to be, have a million better matchups than he did the other week mm -hmm. against the Saints and Lattimore. So um, yeah, I really like Evans. And yeah, I think Scotty Miller is going to be a season-long play kind of like Amendola-esque from Patriots days where some days he blows up, other days he kind of messes with you. Right. I mean, Mike Evans is going to absolutely go off this week. Despite the hamstring injury, he played nearly 90% or around 90% of the snaps against the Saints. He was shadowed by Lattimore. They have history. Uh, Lattimore always handles him well, although he did get that touchdown. Uh, but the Panthers are just going to be a smash spot all season oh, long. Yeah. So... Fire up, fire up the Buccaneers against against the Panthers, and I think Scotty Miller is going to have a day as well. My guy, Miles Sanders, uh, practiced in full or was at least in practice, and it looks like he's on track to play in week two. So uh, good news if you drafted Miles Sanders like I did a shitload of Miles Sanders. He was one of my guys going in. So it sucked to not have him week one, but great to get him back for week two. Uh, should should expect to, to see plenty of volume uh, going ahead, what are your thoughts for Sanders uh, in this? Yeah, matchup? they need him. They need some something in that offense. Zach Ertz looked terrible last week, even though he saved his day with a touchdown. Um, yuck! That this already talk about him, them potentially trading him, mm -hmm. which has always been the case. As if you're holding on to him in dynasty, um, Goddard looked pretty good last week. So, um, yeah, it's only a matter of time there. But they they definitely need some help um, in the offensive um playmaker yeah yeah they they, 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 yeah. they they absolutely do apparently before the game uh zach ertz was having a shouting argument uh with oh, nice. or, or an argument with with roseman about you know literally like like oh, in front God. of everyone which you know can't be good going into the game and that's where his headspace is at worried about his money i don't believe he's got any guaranteed money left or, or very little he wants to be compensated the way that kittle and, and and Kelsey have this off season, so you understand yeah, his concerns. That's not happening. Yeah, not probably not not to the same degree. We know what the Eagles are like. I thought it was interesting actually that it was on uh, Monday Night Football. Ian Rappaport did an Instagram live, and it was the first time he'd ever done it. I believe there weren't many people watching him. It was quite cool. He answered he answered a couple of my questions, and one of the ones was, "Can on, you see the Eagles trading uh, Monday Zach Night Hurt? Football?" And he said that 
He can't see it happening this season, but in the offseason, he he basically is like, yeah, the Eagles probably going to trade him at the end of the season. They wouldn't get rid of him uh, because, you know, they feel like they've got a pretty solid roster and, you know, can can contend for the division. So unless they get an offer that blows them away, Ertz won't be on the move now. But, you know, don't expect him to see see him in Philadelphia next season. Uh, James Connor killed me, killed many people by getting injured, injuring his ankle in Monday Night Football uh, against the New York Giants. Uh, Doesn't seem like it's super severe. I think that Benny Benny Snell got out there. He looked good. And I think they just held him back because they know he's had injury problems and they want him him fit and healthy for the rest of the season. I still think Connor's the guy going forward, but Snell looked good. He looked a lot better than he did last season. He's lost weight. We had the uh, the Pittsburgh uh, beat writers talking about how he had lost weight, was looking sharper, looking more spry, and that definitely uh, showed on 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 the on the tape on the film. Uh, and Snell looked okay, and he was one of the hot commodities, one of the hot waiver wire pickups. So, are you he confident playing Benny Snell sharp uh, if, if James Conner sits this week? And that definitely on a, on a uh, showed on on, oh, on, on tough. The, I think tape, if the... Connor sits, then yes. If he doesn't, there's some kind of muddled kind of group there. Then mm-hmm. probably not. I'll probably stay away from both. Um, James Conner and him. I get it. Um, you might not have a better option, but uh, I, I just can't do it. Like I got asked on Twitter, would you play James Conner if he's active? And I said, no, thank you. So I'm not, I'm not going through what I did last week. This is the thing, man. He could re-aggravate it. It's going to be a difficult decision to make, but it's not a gimme matchup either. Uh, you know, the Denver Broncos run defense looked pretty solid. Uh, you know, they kept Derek Henry to, you know, well under four yards per carry. He got over his hundred on, on, on volume alone. Jarrell Casey there was playing like a, a man possessed after being traded or, re- excuse me, released from the, from the Titans. So, you know, this is a tough Denver Broncos run defense. Uh, yeah. So I, it, it's a difficult decision. I don't think I'm playing Snell. I think it's going to be a mix, but if, if, if they come out and say Connor's hundred percent ready to go, I think I, I feel like I, I would need to play him. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's where I am on James Conner. But Snell, I think everyone was too excited about. Uh, and I don't think yeah. you're going to be starting him uh, this, this week. Um, J- uh, George Kittle, uh, knee injury, isn't going to practice all week, but should be playing uh, in, in week two. It's, you know, it's the, the, the soft spot of all soft spots going against the New York Jets. You know, <laughs> Sonsler, Jamal Adams now so you know it's an do you need to see him practice if he if he's active are you playing him no matter what are you in that position with george kittle probably are because most teams are rostering only one tight end and Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. kittle's kittle's a guy that you basically rely on for those weeks that he doesn't have a buy so if he's out there you're playing him um you'll probably just you know your you know expectations on the ceiling might be a little bit lower well it it will be lower Um, yeah so hopefully you catch a touchdown. You'd be happy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's one for you. Cause he, he was, uh, he was quite involved and, and looked decent. Uh, would you play Johnny Smith over George, George Kittle? It's the name that pops mm-hmm. in my head. No, cause I hate no. Johnny Smith. Right, you hate Johnny Smith. That's right. You, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot we're doing this whole bit where you hate good football players. That's, that's my bad. I should have hey. remembered that. I, I did you hate bet. athletic good football players. I, I did bet John Smith anytime touchdown, though. And oh, it came through. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about, uh, um, yeah, okay. So that was that Logan was Thomas. Name. Logan Thomas is interesting. We'll talk about Logan Thomas a little bit later. 
Okay. All right. We'll put that. We'll park. We'll park that, and we'll come back to to Logan Thomas. Finally, last player news and notes. A guy who I thought was interesting, uh, or I was very high on coming into the season. He popped off in week one. Now dealing with a hamstring injury because of that beautiful long touchdown run he had. Uh, Jamison Crowder, sixty-nine yard touchdown. Uh, just commanded a huge market share. What are your thoughts on Jamison Crowder? Would you play him against the 49ers if he's active? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had a little bit of a hamstring issue coming into this game, um, apparently. So he hmm. play, ended up playing through it. Obviously had a huge game. Um, it was kind of weird because I I have Jamison Crowder in a lot of spots and I had to play him because of, you know, Galladay injury, Evans injury. Um, and like the first quarter, I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he touched the ball, and I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, oh my god, why did I play? <laughs> what no, have I done? What have I done? And you know, then he absolutely exploded. Um, you know, had a great game. So I'm definitely playing Jameson Crowder again because there's not much else on that Jets offense right now. Right, he had 115 yards and a score. He actually had the third highest target share of all wide receivers uh, in Week One, 39.4 percent. Just absolutely massive, uh, considering there isn't much else there at the moment. You know, Perriman's hobbled, Denzel Mims, uh, you know, has been been dealing with some stuff. Rookie Le'Veon Bell has gone to injured reserve for three weeks. That's another name we should probably mention here. Uh, yep. Frank Gore's now the starter. Guys, Gross. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to say this, but stop picking up Frank Gore off the waiver wire. He's not a thing. Stop, you're not starting him this week against the 49ers. What is wrong with you? Stop it. And if we come back to next week and Frank Gore has popped off and have some otherworldly game, I will eat Stop. humble pie. I will eat a massive pile of shit. But what are you thinking? Trying to play Frank Gore on the New York Jets against the San Francisco 49ers. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, it's a bad idea um, playing Frank Gore in any situation. There's, there's other options out there. I'd rather just throw out there if you're super desperate. People are using waiver claims and fab on 87-year-old Frank Gore. It's not a good idea. Like, come on, guys. Stop. Use your brains. This is... All right. right. Okay. Otherwise, I'm going to get hung up on this way too long. We're already, we're already 14 minutes in. I'm having, I'm having a ton of fun. Let's move, let's, let's move on now to uh, buy and sell. Uh, just a few, few people uh, or names that were either buying or selling their week one fantasy performance. Will it be sustainable through the season, or are we moving on? So, Corey, I'm going to hand it over to you. Who's your first name, and are you buying or are you selling? Well, I'm going to ask you, are you oh. buying Chris Carson's performance? I'm going to say yes and no. I'm going, to, I'm going to really flip it around here. So I'm buying Chris Carson's fantasy points, but I'm not buying the way he got them, two receiving touchdowns, but I am buying the fact that he's going to be way more involved. The Seahawks, just out of absolutely nowhere, decided to throw the ball like what one of the highest rates in the league. They, yep. they, they were, yeah. they had the sixth, they had the sixth highest rate. I know this because I just done a, a little video for it. But the sixth highest pass rate on first and second down in week one, and the fifth highest uh, pass rate um, in neutral or positive game script situations. That's the least Pete Carroll thing ever. That's the least. Brian Schottenheimer thing ever. So I don't buy it. And and then Pete Carroll said, yeah, but we want to get back to the run. What? Are, yeah. What? What? Why? why? <laughs> this is insane. But that's why I'm buying Chris Carson for the rest of the season because of Pete Carroll's just obsession of playing 1980s smash mouth football. So 
but but you know he is a competent receiver and 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 there isn't a ton of mouths to feed on that offense so he is going to get a few targets a few checkdowns from russell wilson who despite being a mobile quarterback does get the ball to the running backs you know at an okay amount so i am buying chris carson's productivity but it's, it's going to come more on the ground than, than through the air that it did in week one my worry is just that chris carson played just 28 snaps in week one um, so all this production came from just 28 snaps after averaging 49.8 snaps um, per game in full games played in 2019. So here's the insane thing. Before the week one, um, you know, games, we did our show last week. And I said, I was worried about playing Chris Carson in week one. And there was two of the, two, the reasons I gave were, uh, one, he's coming off the hip fracture. And I thought he would be on a limited snap count. Check. Yep. That was, and he also had had you know a, a shortened off season. He'd been away from the team. He'd had a lot of family tragedy. He'd had deaths in the family, and he'd been away taking care of personal matters. I didn't think he was going to be used to his full complement, and he wasn't. It just so happened to be that they came out and went you know full Russell Wilson and threw all over this this shitty Atlanta defense. Uh, so you know I'm going to claim a, a moral victory because even though Carson scored a load of points he is as you correctly pointed out his involvement was way down on his usual or his previous uh usage and I think yep. that is going to go up but I still think Carlos Hyde could be annoying but I think as the weeks go on uh there's definitely going to be uh more opportunities for Chris Carson particularly as they want to run the ball more because they love him all right that's fair you you got one yep um so my, my guy here, we talked about him just before. It is Logan Thomas. Oh, I'm buying. I'm buying. Oh, bro, good. Good, good, good. I'm buying, buying Logan. We are buying Logan Thomas. He had a 26.7% market share, eight targets at the tight end. I believe he's third at the tight end position. Uh, let me let me just uh, pull, up, pull up my sheet here. I'm pretty sure he was third at the tight end position. He was. Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, Logan Thomas. But the thing is, who else is there to throw to? Nobody. It's Terry, Mc it's Terry McLaurin. It's Steve a bit Sims. of Steve Sims. And, um, and yeah. Logan Thomas. And, and Logan Thomas, who's a physical specimen. He's a freak. If you need a tight end, go and get Logan Thomas. He's on a lot of waiver wires still. Yeah. He, won't, he won't be for long. No, he for sure. He will not be for long. After this week, he won't be for sure. Correct. I think he scores the game. Yeah. Uh, just, just an absolute monster, and there's room for improvement as well. This is, you know, this, this, this is all, all, all good stuff for 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 Logan Thomas. So I'm, I'm, I'm all about it, and I'm buying Logan Thomas. All right, who have you got next? I got the old Paris Campbell. So this is a guy that you sold me on earlier. Do you think he can keep it going here? Do you think he's a viable receiver throughout mm -hmm. the year? I do. All right, so you're buying. We're buying, buying all the Paris Campbell socks. I'm buying all the Paris Campbell. I, I drafted him a lot of places. Um, yeah, I, I think he he led all their receivers in snaps. Uh, if if I'm if I'm cor correct, uh, I just saw a tweet about it earlier. But he was he was yeah he was the most targeted, the most involved uh, receiver uh, for for the Colts. I'm buying it. He fits well with Rivers' absolute wash noodle arm skill set. So. Um, and and this week is going to be huge. He's, he's super athletic. He's got a, a really nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice, I think he nice is a huge game this week. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. If you're looking for like um, some DFS plays, which we'll get to later, but that's an interesting one. Interesting yeah, absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. And you know, I think he's going to be good going through the season. But he could have such a huge game this week that you might be able to go and flip him. 
Uh, you might be able to go and move him on, trade yeah, him at sort of quote unquote peak value because he's had a really good week one, has an absolute smash bot week two, and they go, okay, let's maybe let's maybe let's get out a peak value here with Paris Campbell if you can. Uh, but we'll talk about that more next week. So we got a comment here from Tom Mace. Uh, Chris Carlson injury prone, not sure on him. Um, yes, yes, and no. He, he's he had he obviously had, had the hip fracture. That, Tom, I feel you, bro. I feel you. I, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so Chris, he's got his, his knocks and niggles and stuff, but you know, there aren't many running backs that play 16 games. It's just the reality of, of the NFL. But I'm, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm all on the Chris Carson train and I'll, I'll get as much out of him as possible. In, in, injury prone is, is, is hard. It's just so hard to, to predict, predict injuries. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. So Chris, Chris Carson, I am in on him. All right. Um, is it you or me? I'm, 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 it's, you. I'll, I'll, it's your second it's me. one. That's oh, my second one. Uh, and I am selling a certain quarterback. Oh, no. I know who it is. Who do you think it is? Aaron Rodgers. Bingo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're yeah, going to die on the hill. <laughs> no. So I'm not selling him like this week because this week got a beautiful matchup against the Lions, right? This is another money spot um, for, for, for the for, – they you all play the Lions. Yeah, I mean, you, right now, like everyone's like, "Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is back. He's on this big revenge tour." Da, 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 da. So you could you could already move him if you can sell Aaron Rodgers in redraft, like a one quarterback league, and you can trade him for a wide receiver two or a running back two. Like I, I'm, I'm all for it. If you can get that deal done, you're a wizard. You should do it. But you know, the Packers came out and they were one of the most pass heavy teams. After everything they did in the draft. And after everything LaFleur's told us, they want to be a more run-heavy team, a more balanced team. I just don't see this pass rate continuing. Also, by the way, he had a 9% touchdown rate, which is just absolutely ludicrous, uh, and had a yeah, really cool. sweet, sweet matchup against the Vikings. So this was, you know, one of Rogers' best performances in the last few years, maybe yep. his best. Like, he looks sensational. Having said that, I'm not buying it for the course of the season, and I still feel that there's a chance that, you know, but when it's all said and done, he's still around that like mid to late QB2. My bold prediction was he was outside uh, the top 20 quarterbacks come the end of the season. You know, he only needs like one more big performance and then mediocrity the rest of the way. And those those blowout games will keep him inside the top 20. But I'm, I'm selling Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, that's fair. I get it. I think um, I'm probably on the more conservative side on that one. I, I probably hold him. For now, if I drafted him, like in one of my redraft leagues, he wasn't even drafted. So he was on the waiver wire this week. So, um, like, I get it. I uh, would hold off as well. However, um, I could see where he could just kind of keep this going, but I don't think that's what LaFleur really wants. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I think it kind of comes back to what we saw last year. Yep. Yep. So that's where I'm at. All right. Uh, who's the next name on your list? Do you uh, Austin Eckler, I am selling. I do not like the look of this Chargers offense, and I'm selling probably all the parts I, I have in this Chargers offense. I have one share of Ke Keenan Allen as well, and I just didn't like the way this Chargers offense looked. Tyrod Taylor looked like the Tyrod Taylor of old. If the guy's not wide open, he's really not throwing it to him, and he plays it Unless. super conservative. <laughs> Unless his name Mike is Williams. Mike Williams. Right. Unless it's Mike Williams. <laughs> 30 yards downfield. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Austin Eckler, what are your thoughts on him? 
Uh, I mean, I'm not selling him literally because you just can't get any value for him. I think there's there's better days ahead for Austin Eklund. That was the first thing that Anthony Lynn said after the game or one of them. He's like, we need to get Eklund more involved. It's just the way it's going to be. And I believe it when a running back, like a running back coach, you know, a former running back, running back coach, now now head coach says that. So I do think, I don't think Austin Eckler turned into a bad running back overnight. And I do think they'll look to, 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 get, him, to get him more involved. However, Tyrod not targeting the, the running back is a bit of a concern, but I do think he's going to get more opportunities, more carries, or, you know, but the reality is with Josh, Josh Kelly's a thing, right? Kelly, yeah. Kelly, Kelly is a thing and he's not going away. So, but we also saw that Eckler was still incredibly good and incredibly efficient when Melvin Gordon returned as well last year. So I do think if they can work it out and work to get him more touches, that he'll just, he'll be just fine. But his his absolute upside, his absolute upside is 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 probably capped. What the the what, where we thought it was in the pre draft or you know in the in the preseason draft process. Yeah, for sure. I'm a little bit worried about it, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, alrighty. Uh, I'm, I'm my last guy uh, buying or selling is Robbie Anderson. What do you think I'm doing here? Selling. Yeah, no doubt. 100% selling Robbie Anderson. Because, you know, and I saw and was like, wave of priority, rushing to grab Robbie Anderson. The reality is he had eight targets, which you like, but all of his production came on one big play. It was a 75-yard yep. touchdown on absolutely busted safety play. I don't even know what it was. Number 25 for the Raiders was the worst angle for a tackle. It was absolutely <laughs> shameful. It was like schoolyard stuff that just allowed Anderson to house it. Uh, and he had he had another t- target for about 11 yards. So 86 of his yards came on two of his you know eight targets. He had 115 all up. So I'm just, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not buying... In fact, I'm selling. You one, one might say I'm selling. Uh, if I'm not buying, I'm selling Robbie Anderson. I didn't go from on the waiver wire. I know a bunch of people did. I was just not interested um, at all. I could be wrong, but this week, you know, who who is who picks up uh, who picks up Robbie Anderson and then plays him against the Buccaneers? Like who's doing that? If you are and you're watching, show yourself. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm not. There were so many better options. Like I like guys like Keelan. Keelan Cole better than him. Um, so, um, with you. yeah, I think there's just better options on a waiver wire. I just think it's too boomer bust, like usual Robbie Anderson stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we know how he, he you know, he, he he makes his money. But we've got we've got D, DJ Moore. We need to be concerned Where about, obviously, yeah. uh, or he's going to lead the team. Uh, you know, Curtis Samuel. Just looking, Curtis Samuel had. Uh, 23.5%. Yep. They, they both had eight targets. So yep. it's more of a concern for Curtis Samuel. Uh, DJ Moore had his 26% target share. Christian McCaffrey got his his bunch as well. Uh, you know, just, just seeing some of the comments come up here, Josh is saying, he went for him, but I needed depth at wide receiver on my bench. Fine. That's absolutely, if you need someone, you're going to put it on the bench and in a nice matchup or in a bye week, you may be able to put him in. That's absolutely fine. But I know people were like rushing for him and... Uh, uh, you know, rushing for him, and you're not going to play him this week. So, um, yeah, that's that's sort of that's sort of where I'm at with with Robbie Anderson. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Cool. Uh, is, is that three? Did you start? I'm I'm, I'm lost. Yeah, that's that three, man. That's three. three. Wow, we we uh, we flew through that. We absolutely flew through that. So, um, 
Those who were here last week saw we had uh, Clinton from DraftKings Australia. Unfortunately, he can't be with us this week, uh, but he was kind enough to send through uh, his sort of favorite plays. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back next week. Um, so I'm in this week for you for the, the contest, bro. You're going down. You're Everyone's going down. All right, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you get so you got your account verified. You're all good. You sorted. I'm, I'm all good. I'm sorted. Um, got sorted like I don't know, like 20 minutes before kickoff, so I couldn't get in <sighs> the first one. But then I got in some other ones, and then yeah, so I'm definitely in for this week. I'm trying awesome. to win it all. Awesome. So for those for those listening or, or not aware, each week uh, I'm running a you know a winner takes all DFS contest just for for you know fans of fantasy football down under. So check out fantasy football down under on Facebook or the Facebook group. And uh, the link will be posted there tomorrow to be able to join that contest and get involved. Uh, it's only only five bucks entry, just a little small amount of money, but it's all about the bragging rights. And I'm going to, I'm going to absolutely uh, take Corey to town. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk about it. All right, we'll, talk about it. we'll talk about it, but what I'll do here, these are Clint's plays. Uh, so if they're terrible, please go find uh, at, I think it's at Clinton DK on Twitter. Go find him and shout at them there. If you don't like these plays, uh, but I'll just go through position by position, uh, quarterback starting, uh, you know, from he's gone from Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and the absolute low price option he's gone with is Tyrod Taylor. Now I'm guessing he's thinking yeah. Tyrod, Tyrod didn't look good, but he's still got that rushing upside uh, and he's, he's incredibly low price and he's going to be incredibly low owned. So he's going to be more of a, you know, a GPP play uh, or a tournament play at the quarterback position. His running backs here are Zeke, Derek Henry, Kenyon Drake, and then again, the cheap option he's gone with is Benny Snell. Uh, and the caveat there, I'm sure, being that if Connor is active and ready to go, uh, we're not yeah, playing we're not playing Snell. But How he good did be... Zeke look, though? He, he, did. he did good. He looked very good. He looked very good, although that tackling by the Rams where he just <laughs> where he just Took four of them out of their out of their cleats was just embarrassing. It was just like, you know, if you watch videos of you know, seven year old children playing soccer, and the, the entire yes. pitch, the entire like team, both teams are just following the ball all over every the weekend. pitch. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, that's right. Young kids, that's literally your life. But that's exactly what the Rams defense was like. There, just everyone's like, oh, but Zeke, and everyone, oh man, it was bad. It was bad, 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 bad defense. Um, and we've got four wide receiver names here as well. Julio Jones, of course. Amari Cooper in an absolute smash spot against the Falcons. Gross. <laughs> Shut up. You cut your shit. Your fourth highest, 30, 37% market share. It's going to be great. Cooper is going to be great. Um, Will Fuller, who looked every bit the wide receiver one. He did, he did well. Should have had a big, bigger day if he wasn't underthrown by Deshaun Watson. And, and Guy, we talked about earlier, who we, we really like, and we talked about what a great spot he is in. Paris Campbell, he's going to be in a lot of my lineups yes. this, this week. Uh, now, the tight end position, uh, Old Faithful, uh, Mark Andrews, just what a what a monster. He's just he incredibly good. He was a monster. Man, just too good. Too good. He's, he's gone for Zach Ertz. Gone, gone back to the well with Zach Ertz uh, and then Hunter Henry as well. Hunter Henry had the second highest market share at the tight end position. So uh, some interesting production potentially from Hunter Henry. And then we have three defensive names he's put up here. The Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Tennessee Titans. What do you think yeah. about those defenses? 
I'm playing the temp. I'm playing Tampa in all my in a lot of my sort of redraft leagues this week. Yeah, Tampa makes sense. I think a lot of everyone was playing the Colts. I felt like last week, or thought it was going to be a good idea. That didn't work out so well. Um, I mean, the Saints defense has to be up there against mm-hmm. um, the Raiders. Um, even like Baltimore's defense against the Texans, because I think Deshaun Watson's going to be pressing a little bit. So. Um, yeah, I like the Titans against the Jags. That makes sense. And maybe even Green Bay as a sneaky kind of play against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm going to go back to the – I played them in nearly every lineup because they were the absolute cheapest uh, on, on the Washington. slate. And it's Washington. And I was just like, does, uh, with, with the Eagles' thin offensive line, and we, we talked about this. We talked about it with Clint when he was on the show. I don't care if a team scores points. I'm looking for sacks fumbles turnover plays in my dfs defenses and the fact that they had such a you know a nasty defensive line going up against a a paper thin offensive line and they were the absolute min price on the slate it just didn't make any sense to me that everyone wasn't playing them uh so that worked out though you know that worked out nicely had uh, in in that element of my lineups unfortunately the other elements of my lineups didn't come together for me in week one but i was i was very happy about the, the washington football team call uh so i might go back to the well there, knowing that the Cardinals don't have the best offensive line, and even yeah. though Kyler Kyler's got some some mobility, I still think that you know that he can get it, you know, maneuver himself into trouble and get some cheap sacks. Mobile quarterbacks often give up plenty of sacks, so uh, I do like the the, the football team uh, defense in DFS again. So uh, yeah, those sure. are, those are the DraftKings plays of the week. Uh, all right, man, let's let's move ahead now. We're going to look at our two favorite sort of fantasy games to target. This can also apply in daily fantasy as well. But guys that, you know, teams that we really want to be getting these players into our lineups, into our starting lineups, which game have you gone for? uh, And who are you playing and who are you fading out of this matchup? Well, I'm taking the Ravens-Texans game. And like we talked a little bit about, it's kind of obvious for me because I love Lamar Jackson, but he's been absolutely amazing. <laughs> and I'm so glad I drafted him everywhere, <laughs> um, at, even at the price. Um, like Mark Andrews last week was amazing. I mean, he had a career high 71.2% on Baltimore's offensive snaps he played. Um, and he ran a pass route on 86.7% of team dropbacks. So he was getting out. He wasn't in, you know, blocking or anything like that. So, um the thing about about that is I think, you know, Marquise Brown was awesome last week as well. I know he didn't get in the end zone, but I believe he had five catches for 101 yards. Yep. Um, seeing him healthy has been, you know, it's sensational to see. I mean, I just think that, you know, I mean, Brown led all receivers in yards per route run, 4.21 yards among those with double-digit routes. So um, I could see him going off in this one as well because the Texans secondary is not – um, anything to write home about. Right. Um, obviously, on the other side of the ball, you got Deshaun Watson. Uh, you got Will Fuller. Uh, we don't know what the deal is with Brandon Cooks. Randall Cobb did not look good last week. Um, you know, Will Fuller, if he's going to get 10 targets like he did last week, it's going to be um, pretty good. But it's, it's it's a tough matchup, to be fair. It is a tough matchup. Um, this this Ravens secondary is, is not, you know, not to be played around with. So, um, Jordan Atkins, Atkins is kind of Aikens. interesting as well. Yeah, Atkins is interesting. At, at, yeah, uh, he ran 32 routes in Week One, um, 80% of dropbacks. So he was targeted 
Um, just two times, two for 39, one touchdown. Um, but Baltimore did allow some some movement with the Cleveland tight end. So um, that might be a spot where they can target this Ravens defense. But, yeah, I, I really like I like this matchup because I think both these quarterbacks are going to be hyped up for this game and kind of go tit for tat against each other. So. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to this game. As you said, Brennan Cooks concerns me. Will Fuller's electric. Um, just waiting for him to pull his hand. <laughs> it's not that. It's just a really tough matchup. Like you know, he yeah, could get Marcus Marlon, Peters. Marlon, Marcus Peters. He could see Marlon Humphrey. Like, yep. I, like they're no easy beats. Having said that, I can also I can also see it playing. Like seeing it in my head right now is that Marcus Peters like try you know just gets absolutely toasted by him on a route and he houses a 60 yard touchdown as well. Cause Marcus Peters does have that tendency. Cause he has a, you know, he, he does try to make splash plays and sometimes it, he get he gets caught out. So uh, that's going to be, be interesting to see, but I'm, I am playing Will Fuller this week. I'm just slightly lowering my expectations, but your off season, your, your off season, um, you know, favorite running back is a great matchup to this week. Just throw David Johnson in your lineup. Because they don't have any other options, <laughs> right? I mean, what well, is Duke Johnson's Johnson hurt? Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who, who they got? Like, is, is Tyler Irvin still on the Texans? Is like the special? Who knows? I, I don't even know. I don't even know Duke, who they put back there. David Johnson's going to be out there. He's going to get checkdowns. He's going to yeah. just going to rack up points. It's not going to be pretty. It's not. Something you're going to be like, ooh, look at Dave Johnson. I'll just close your eyes, look at the score after the game, and take your 19 points and run out of there. He he looked he looked all right in in, in week one. Yeah, he did. He, he did. didn't. Yeah, so it was good to see him back and healthy and, and score a touchdown. And he looked. He definitely looked looked all right. So that's that's the the game you're interested in the most. That's the game you're trying to get your your fantasy points from. Me, I've gone for the Atlanta Falcons Dallas Dallas yeah, Cowboys the, matchup. The juiciest matchup. I mean, it's just going to be beautiful because we saw the Falcons don't want to play defense. They can't play defense. Nope. <laughs> and we've got a trio of wide receivers who are going to absolutely go to town on this secondary. I think it's going to be all good things. Amari trio Cooper, on the, both sides of the ball. The, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Russell Gage is one of the surprise, surprises of the week. He had, you know, he had 12 yeah, targets. He, yeah, he, he and Julio eight. Jones, he and Julio Jones, uh, he had nine, nine, oh, 12. They all had yeah. nine, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 targets, 12 targets. And then my guy, Calvin Ridley, that was awesome. <laughs> he, to, to see him to see him pop off matt ryan we talked about it in the preseason i said he's going to lead the nfl in passing yards week one let's just call it a win right there yeah, <laughs> 450 yeah. But yeah look so um yeah I, I i love this game i'm targeting pretty much everyone except dusty old todd Gurley. i don't want any you know i'm not i'm not interested in him i think it's going to be a shootout but it, i'm he playing pretty good last week especially early i, I watched i watched the Rewatch of that game when he was he was looking a little spry. What is that? Sorry, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna throw throw this up. Dingus, what's going on, Dingus? It, it is, is Corey, Corey Davis season. It, it is, is Corey Davis season. It's finally okay. here. It's the year of the breakout. Corey Davis looked good, man. Corey Davis, he, did he was look like the good. fifth pick overall. <laughs> <laughs> it's all finally coming together. I hope he plays himself into a nice contract 
on a new team. Good for him, Corey Davis. Yeah, please get out of Tennessee. It is Corey Davis season. Yeah, he's upsetting AJ Brown. Mm. Uh, but yeah, man. Well, AJ I Brown. Ga- I thought Gallup looked great. He obviously got hosed on that terrible uh, OPI call. It was just, 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 just dreadful. Yeah. But I thought Gallup Gallup looked good, uh, and you know, pull one out for for Blake for Blake Jarwin. The um, yeah, that was tough. The ACL just absolutely sucks. Get week one. Just you hate to see it. A guy I I really liked. Uh, had as I, I went back and made the fatal mistake of looking at my best ball rosters, uh, and 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 realized yeah, I find ours by the way, and and, and and have a lot. <laughs> I've drafted a lot of uh, of Blake Jarwin, so that's upsetting. By the way, they're in the mock draft uh, section of sleepers. Oh, okay, you can, find, you can find them in there if you want to look at the rosters. I was looking through my 20, 20 something leagues, and I was like, "Where is this?" That's where, where are they? Stuff. No, they're just mock <laughs> mock drafts, which get scored through a Google sheet from uh, uh, from our friends at King Fantasy Sports. Rich doing doing amazing work there with the King Fantasy Sports uh, best ball tool. So great stuff there. But really excited for this game. I mean, there's just so many good matchups this week. But I, th- those are the two games that we're particularly uh, particularly looking forward to. Is there? I'm just going to throw something to you off the cuff. It's not on the on the running order. Is yep. there a guy that you know? Has been been drafted highly. Um, that you just absolutely want to, um, you know, you want no part of this week. Someone you're sitting that you just like, you know what? This this matchup doesn't do it for me. Or is there someone that you're just you're just hard fading? Um, it's probably Kenny Galladay if he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, that really worries me, concerns me. Obviously, he was you know one of the top 10 receivers taken in draft. Um, it's really concerning to me. I'm a little bit worried about that whole Detroit Lions situation. I came in pretty high on them, and now it's, you know, they lose that terrible week one where Swift drops a touchdown, and then now they got to play the Packers. <laughs> like They could easily be 0-2, and you're looking like a uh, normal Detroit Lions here. Yeah, and, 0-2 within the division as well, just... Yeah, it, it worries me a lot, um, that whole situation. Marvin Jones didn't really play that well last week either. It was like Dan, Danny Amendola show. So, um, yeah, I'm, that's probably my biggest concern, and I'm probably not playing Galladay, even though I have him. If he's playing, I'm probably going to sit another week and just kind of see what happens. That's fair. I mean, it feels like a bit of a Mike Evans situation, right? No one was playing. Yeah. No one was playing Mike Evans last week. It's just one of those things that – you know, I'd, the, the chance of, of, of a donut is just too high, a bit of re-aggravation. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. And hopefully Marvin Jones can actually do something this week and, and not cost me all, all the money, all the monies in DFS in week one because I was way overloaded on Marvin Jones. Um, but, Corey, we've got to correct something, man. We've got to, we've got to rectify something because I Uh-oh. just realized when we're doing our news and notes, I mean, shame on me for – you know, having a brain fart and not putting it on the rundown. Shame on you for not being like, hey, where's this piece of information? Michael Thomas, man. Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. we, <laughs> we should probably talk about the number one receiver that was being, or the guy who was being drafted as the number one receiver this year. Yeah, uh, I'm I will take him a, this week. You're fading Michael Thomas. Well done. That's a bold call. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to take a few seconds here to run my own little victory lap because, uh, <laughs> Segment we're throwing out. 
Oh, thanks. Thank you. Uh, for those who will be listening on the podcast later on, uh, our esteemed producer, J.A., has just thrown up on screen. Segment we are throwing out at the last minute because Lewis is a bad host. Pretty much, pretty much sums it up. But you interrupted my victory lap, J.A., because Devontae Adams was my wide receiver one. Uh, this season in the rankings, many people, the consensus was was Michael Thomas. But, you know, I'm not victory lapping the injury. It absolutely sucks. I love watching Michael Thomas play. I want to see him out there. But Devontae Adams looked sensational in, in, in week one. So, And he got all the targets and all of the fantasy points. So happy days <laughs> if you drafted Devontae Adams. So let's quickly, let's address this New Orleans Saints situation. Uh, they're playing the Las Vegas Raiders. So they've got a premium matchup this week. Yep, beautiful matchup. How do you see this offense shaking out in the absence of Michael Thomas? I've got a very fixed picture in my mind of how this is going to go. I want to hear your take and then I'll give mine. Yeah, you know, I think the addition of Emmanuel Sanders puts them in a better spot to handle this. However, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas are very different players. Um, So that being said, I think it gives a boost to Jared Cook. The Jared Cook shares out there, I think Kamara is absolute monster. Um, especially in this matchup. Um, if you're not playing him in DFS, I don't know which kind of matchup you're looking for <laughs> to find a better one, but uh, there's not much of a better one here. So um, I think Kamara takes a even bigger step up in this offense, um, especially because Drew Brees did not look particularly good. Um, he did throw a nice long pass to Jared Cook, and apparently he's been working on his lower body so he can throw... 60 yards in the air now, so whatever that means. Um, but yeah, that's being said, I'm a little bit sketchy on Traquan Smith. I think, you know, the Saints have enough of those guys that no one's really heard of. I think they played, one of those guys was last week where, uh, I can't think of his name, um, but he was like a super smallish wide receiver, super fast. He's like 5'7". Oh, 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 Deont- Deontay Harris? Yeah, and they were using he's, them. In, he's, their, he's their returner, right? Yeah, but they used them in offense. They threw him a couple yeah. screens and things like that. So yeah. I think they could get super gadgety. They could throw Taysom Hill out there. Um, they could just do a bunch of different things that the Saints like to do to keep you off guard. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, yeah, Traquan Smith, plug him in my lineup. I want to see it this week. Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders is probably a go. Jared Cook's a go and Alvin Kamara. But um, be ready to you know grab one of these these under-the-radar signings um, that the Saints might have on the roster. Yeah, so my thoughts were everyone was rushing to get Emmanuel Sanders. I went and picked up Traquan Smith in a few places. I think if Thomas is going to be out three or four, you know, two to three weeks, he's going to go on the IR. We know, we'll know we know a bit more in a few days what, what's going on there. But the guys, it's a high ankle sprain. These are problematic. And if they yeah. don't do it properly, it's going to be with him for the rest of the season. This is a team yeah. that has Super Bowl aspirations. This is a very good roster. And I and I think it's more likely than not that they shut him down for three weeks. They get him on the, the IR. At least, at least three weeks. I think it might least, be more. Yeah. So if you if you look at Kamara, Kamara had a similar injury last year, high ankle sprain, and he did not look good all year long. So mm-hmm. I think they're yeah. gonna have to be smart about this. They're gonna be really smart and managing him. So I want to see it from Traquan Smith, but Jared Cook, full steam ahead. He's one of my favorite plays this week. Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara, as you said. I think it's entirely possible because we see it fairly regularly anyway that uh, Alvin Kamara lines up out wide. He lines up in the slot. And I think we could see some two-back sets. I think this is probably a good thing for Latavius Murray as well. The Saints love Latavius Murray, and I think yeah, that they, they might do. look 
they might look to get him involved more in the run game if they're gonna you know they're gonna lean on Kamara more in the passing game they think he's you know the way they paid him we know how they value him he's one of the best pass catching backs in the league so uh, I think they want to utilize they may utilize him as a de facto wide receiver and they're gonna get Latavius Murray involved uh yeah and, and guys everyone talks about Tom Brady and his pick six and so on and so forth Drew Brees did not look good like, sorry, Saints, but Drew Brees did not look great in week one. We'll see how he, you know, he's got a much easier matchup this week. But he did not look great, uh, certainly, uh, in week one. So I think it's going to be these short area guys, uh, Kamara, uh, Cook, and, and so on and so forth. So that's where I'm at with the yeah. Saints. Traquan, definitely worth a pickup. Get him on your bench. I want to see it. Um, you know, sprinkle him in your DFS lineups because you never know, right? This is a sort yeah, of one sure. of these guys. Sprinkle him yeah. in. I get a little bit of exposure to the Saints offense because we don't know who's going to pop. We don't know how these targets are going to be distributed. But but right now, concentrate on, on Cook and Kamara is, is where I am at. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on now. We've got our top sport bet of the week. Um, and it's it's we love our friends over at Top Sport. And you, you're going to like this multi. You're going to like this multi bet. I've, I've I love a good now. multi. I know, I know you do. Now, I don't know. Can we get a graphic on screen? Uh, or JA, are Ooh. you able to do that? Or do you just sit there making snide, snide comments? <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if JA can, can get a, a graphic up on screen. Because if, if if not, I mean, we, we're going to have to find it. I thought he was a techie guy. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> okay. JA, can't, can't get a graphic up on screen. That is okay. So I'm going to read this out for you. It is a four-fold bet. The top sport bet of the week. Devontae Adams, as we know, uh, at least at least 101 receiving yards. Mike Evans, at least 71 receiving yards. Austin Eckler, at least 56 rushing yards. And Kareem Hunt, at least 42 rushing yards. Now, I think all of those are really achievable, particularly the the two wide receivers. I think Adams is going to smash. There's no one else to catch the ball. Evans is definitely going to get fed this week after what Arian said. Potentially, oh, the wheels. Look at that. High production value. He did it. I can put my phone down. It's right there on screen for everyone to see. Um, Adams, <laughs> Evans, Austin Eckler, and Kareem Hunt. Austin Eckler, we talked about, right? And I just think he's going to get fed the ball enough times. He breaks a couple away, and I think he does manage to get there on the 56 yards. Also, the Chiefs do not have a good rush defense. You can run the ball on the Chiefs. Um, you know, tougher secondary to deal with, real, real tough secondary to deal with, uh, and, and passing the ball, but you, you can run the ball on the Chiefs. And then finally, Kareem Hunt, he looked really, really good. Uh, the Bengals don't have a great defense, uh, and it's a clear timeshare with with Chilvin Hunt. And I think 42 yards is, you know, conceivably he can do that on five or six carries, just just how good he looked and how efficient he is. Uh, but I think he gets, you know, somewhere in the range of eight to ten carries, and I think he gets there. But the good thing is, you can see on screen, you can see those odds: one dollar eighty-seven, eighty-six, eighty-eight. Guys, if you fold these into a multi-bet, it's paying twelve dollars and twenty-nine cents on Top Sport. So head on over to topsport.com. .au, choose the Vault Studio as referrer, sign up, head on over to the player bet section and build your own multi. You can do, you can adjust these lines as well. So if you think 71 is too short for Mike Evans, you can juice it up, juice it up to 75, 78 yards, and those odds will go up with it as well. Topsport.com.au. Thank you to our friends at Top Sport. And yeah, I'm going to be, I've already put my money down on this. So I'm excited. I had a few come in for me. 
last week. Won some, lost some, but overall came out on top. Week one, looking forward to, to wagering some more in week two. And as always, please remember to gamble responsibly. All right, we've got 10 minutes left, man. We've got listener questions piling up all over the place. Jay is going to throw them on screen. Rapid fire. First one from Bryce Whitfield on Facebook. Do you think that Mr. Unlimited will be able to replicate his week one form or will Gilmore and the Pats D show him up to be as fake as his I'm not boring alter ego? Uh, so what do you think, uh, Russell Wilson? Are you playing him in, in week two? What do you think? Well, you have to play him. Um, I don't think you're benching Russell Wilson at this point. Um, anywhere. I do think it's a tough matchup. I think the Patriots will do everything they can to make them very one-dimensional. I think the Patriots probably want them to run the ball, so I will expect them to have lots of DBs on the field, um, you know, bracketing Lockett, taking away everything that he wants to do. Um, I probably think Gilmar will probably be on Metcalf. Yep. If I had to suggest anything, and they double up Lockett over the top coverage um, and try to do their best to slow that down. And and I think they, I think if you're going to play a running back, play Carson, because I think he'll just pile up yardage just based on because the Patriots don't really care about that. that. You could they'll let they'll run run the ball, keep the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands. Yeah, I think that's entirely possible. You know, Pete Carroll wants to go back to the run game. And, you know, he's going to be like, oh, we're at home. We want to impose our will. We want to run the ball. We want to don't don't give possessions over to New England, et cetera, et cetera. And we know the strength of the Patriots defense is, you know, is their secondary, is their defensive backs with all of the you know, opt-outs and, and losses in the offseason uh, to the line and the linebacking core there. So, um, yeah, I think you're playing Russell Wilson, but certainly downgrade expectations. I am not expecting all of the, the same number of pass attempts either. All right, next question. Uh, this comes from Chris Morris. Are you starting CD Lamb? There's a 53 point over under. Yeah, we talked about this. Fire up CD Lamb. Fire Start up your Cowboys. Start your Cowboys. Fire Start up them Cowboys. Start your Falcons. <laughs> this is a game. This is a game I'm looking forward to. But yeah, I'm happy starting CD Lamb, especially with Jarwin Hurt now as well. Jason Solomon, after which week will Case get fired for Jets fans, football lovers, Jets offensive players, and for my eyeballs? I mean, I thought the gentlemanly thing to do would be have taken Gase out at halftime and just executed him at the halfway line. Uh, unfortunately, we can't do that. We live in a civilized society. Uh, but, man, what do, what do you think? Do you think Gase sees out the season or no? I don't know. I think that ownership kind of group is kind of in a tough spot. I think the actual owner is like the um, ambassador to the UK. So I don't know if they're going to make that decision. Do they um, literally just called him an offensive genius? <laughs> uh, I mean, if it gets really, really bad, like a horse with a broken leg, um, <laughs> if it gets really bad, I think it's definitely possible. Like week six, week seven, if they're owing six or and seven, I could see that happening. Um, just because the GM there is new and he's not really tied to them at all. So I can see them moving on. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's possible. Definitely possible. 50, 50 chance. Just see this scenario playing out. It's just, it's just a practice and Joe, Joe Douglas <laughs> strolls down onto the practice field and he calls over Adam Gase, Adam, coach Gase, coach Gase. Just, just, just <laughs> come over here. I just, I just, I just need to talk to you behind this, behind this equipment shed. You just hear us. <laughs> Just to hear a single bullet shot ring out, Joe Douglas is just, just 
He's just put down Adam Gase and ended the misery of, of all Jet fans and football fans. That would be the civilized thing to do, I think, from, from GM Joe Douglas. Um, yeah, but I think he's the odds-on favorite to get fired. Uh, Kevin White, is Joshua Kelly more than just Austin Eckler's backup? Yeah, for sure he is, right? Uh, this is very much Austin Eckler's still a lead dog uh, in this situation, but man, for Kelly, now. Kelly, for now, mm, come on now, stop. For now, you, like for now. Well, you think he's going to like get this into a full blown timeshare? No, but I think Eckler has never been, you know, the number one guy. So I think it's definitely possible that Joshua Kelly kind of takes that over eventually. Not, I'm not saying it happens within the next five games or anything, but. It right. could get to by the end of the season where it's a 50-50 split. Okay, no, that, that that's fair. But I think for the next few weeks at least, this is very much Austin Eckler's job. Josh Kelly might get some he might get some goal line carries for sure, some high leverage situations. Uh yeah. But he's 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 more than he is more than just a backup. Um he he is gonna be involved. We've got at uh, uh MD I can't can't see who, who that is. Hold on, let me scroll back up here. Scroll in the comments. Where are we? Uh, so we've got at, at MD Lawson 00. Do I risk playing James Connor or just sit him? Oh, man, Not right, sitting. right. Yeah. Easy. I I think I, I think I'm in, in sit city as well. Like I said earlier on, it's a tough matchup and if he doesn't, you know, he's not practiced yet, if he's gonna be limited or anything like that, I they saw what they had in Snell. I think for this week, it's probably just just safer to sit him and, and play someone else. For sure. Jerry Mendoza, how do you think Jonathan Taylor will go this week? Wow. If you drafted Jonathan Taylor, congratulations. You just made a profit because he's now the lead back in, you know, what ostensibly looks like it's going to be a good situation. Uh, yep. Going against the, the Vikings. Uh, I don't love that matchup, but... I don't um, love the matchup, but it's not it's not terrifying at the moment. Daniil Hunter's still on IR, right? So, um, yeah, I'm definitely playing him over the likes of like James Conner. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, um, um, yeah, definitely RB two this week. Um, fire him up. Oh, I think like high end RB two with up, with with significant upside because he's got that long speed. He's got the the big home run playability and this passing game usage. That was the crazy thing. We didn't think yeah. that Jonathan Taylor was going to be heavily involved in the passing game. We, you know, obviously Naheem Hines was a big factor, but I think Taylor had six targets or six, even six receptions on uh, six targets, something like that. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, well used in the passing game, that, and the fact that he's probably going to get the bulk of the, the early down, the early down work, then uh, yeah, this is just great. Great for you if you drafted Jonathan Taylor. It sucks for Marlon Mack. If you always feel for a guy getting hurt, he did his Achilles. You probably you probably have to think that his time is up with the Colts as well, given that he's going to be a uh, an unrestricted free agent. So this is very much Jonathan Taylor's backfield this year and moving forward. Eric, what's going on, man? Which San Francisco receiver should I play? Uh, will Sanu get bulk targets? Is Bourne the better play? I already know where Corey's going with this. Corey? I'm going to stick with my guy Bourne. Um, don't play Sanu yet. No, I would stay away from the San Francisco receivers if I could. Yeah, Ayuk uh, could be interesting, sort of moving forwards. It, if they say he's full go, um, you know, in very deep leagues or you know, in 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 a DFS lineup, Ayuk could be interesting. Uh, I'm playing Jimmy Garoppolo this week, that's for sure. Uh, but I think yep. I think Bourne could be very much in play. Trent Taylor as well, because if Kittle is is banged up, we've got to monitor this. If he's going to be on a pitch count. 
Uh, and Jordan Reed becomes interesting as well. I haven't seen many people talking about Jordan Reed, but he is a very good pass catcher. Uh, and, if, and if Kittle can't go, Jordan Reed is certainly someone someone interesting to monitor as well because there are a lot of cold, uh, you know, a lot of cold, warm bodies, not many warm bodies. I don't know. There's not many wide receivers available for the 49ers. Anyway, yes. Jonathan uh, Duarte, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Apologies if I didn't. Uh, Jonathan from, from Raider Nation. Who am I flexing this week? J.K. Dobbins or David Montgomery? That's an easy one for me. Uh, give me J.K. Dobbins. What about you? Yeah, um, going D- J.K. Dobbins this week as well. Um, holding up on Montgomery for now. Yeah, and you know the New York the New York Giants uh, secondary isn't great, but their run defense wasn't terrible. I didn't think. Like I thought, Snell okay, but they weren't they weren't abs- an absolute liability. Uh, you know, the, the the Ravens' run game is just so good, and the, the touchdown upside for J.K. Dobbins is so much higher, which is something that you're trying to get in your flex as well. I feel. Um, all right, any more questions? No, I think we I think we we covered them all. Thank you to everyone who stopped by and said hello. I uh, see some comments here. I saw Faith stop by. Hi Faith. Thank you for coming by and 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 saying hello and 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 uh, thank you for everyone who uh who who asked questions. This was awesome. I I, I really love yeah. this. Oh, we got we got one more. We got one more from 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 Kyle from Kyle Garcia. Uh I'm going to th- uh got one we made it right before the cutoff. Congratulations, Kyle. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Right, okay. Oh, this is a big one. It's a big one. Settle in. He's got Alan Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder, Adrian Peterson, Cam Akers. Holy shit. Okay. He needs one receiver and two flexes. Who is he choosing? Okay. Uh, Alan Robinson. Alan yep. Robinson. And Alan Robinson. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, oh, is it? Terry, Mc- yeah. Terry McLaurin. Yep. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, Sammy Watkins tempts me. He really, he really does. He, Sammy Watkins tempts me. But yeah, I'm going to go Alan Robinson, Terry McLaurin, and Marquise Brown. They're the three guys I'm putting in there. Marquise Brown is the clear number one. Alan Robinson, clear number one. And Terry McLaurin, clear number one. So you can get the guys who are the alpha dogs on their offense. Jamison Crowder is another one. Um, I monitor his hamstring. Let's uh, not complicate it, Lewis. Let's just start all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. I'm overcomplicating things. That that's uh, that that's the three. Thank you, everyone who to who has tuned in. Thank you, everyone who listened. Be, please be sure to subscribe. Follow Corey on Twitter at cmoney52. Follow me at ff underscore down under. Uh, click like, click subscribe. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your mother. Tell your father. Tell your siblings. Tune into the Vault Studio Fancy Football Podcast. Good luck, everyone, this week. Uh, And that's it. We'll catch you next week. Bye for now. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning into The Vault Studio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to keep up with our video content, head over to YouTube, subscribe, and click the notification bell. Thanks for listening.